Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, that's right. I said Happy Thanksgiving because it's week 12 here on Next Week Tonight. Welcome to Next Week Tonight. I'm your host, Joshua, and there's no bye weeks in week 12, if you haven't noticed, which kind of makes me angry because they have bye weeks in week 13, which there should just should not be. But they could have had those bye weeks here in week 12. I don't know if it's they were trying to make it even on everyone with the holidays. I I don't know what the deal is, but feel like I feel like they could have avoided week 13 buys if they just had them this week or week 12, I should say. Oh well. Well, guys, if you don't know what next week tonight it is, when I go over streamers and other things, at this point in the season, I'm not doing everything I normally did. We're kind of winding down next week tonight and getting into more of a playoff-focused format. So if you're just chiming in here for the first time, welcome. You're late. It's okay. There's going to be next season. Uh, but I do have some... I guess streamers, but it's there's there's no there's no bye weeks. So you have everybody that you would normally have. I suppose there could be injuries that are holding you back, so you still need people. So I guess that's what I'm gonna focus on here. So for quarterbacks, if you really need someone, my favorite kind of low owned guy is Derek Carr playing the Falcons. Okay, so that's who I would kind of look for first. But Baker Mayfield against the Jags, he may he's he's probably more owned than Derek Carr though. So between those two, I think you can have a pretty good option. And past that, I don't know, maybe ah, no, just kidding. I'm not going to tell you to play a Jets quarterback. Just kidding. Not doing it. So that's it for quarterback. Now, when we get to running backs, it's pretty thin. Zach Moss is playing the Chargers. Now, the Chargers over the last five weeks have given up the seventh most points to running backs, PPR. So I think that Zach Moss could have a decent game that week. He's had some bad weeks lately, so maybe it's possible he got dropped switched out here for for something a kicker defense somebody had to make some moves make some room maybe moss got dropped so that's who i would check in on not a lot of options for running back i mean i highly doubt latavius murray is available since you're playing the broncos and it's it's getting pretty thin i would double check that some of these kind of newer backups are owned now in Tennessee look they're playing the Colts week 12 so it's not like this is a target but just as a player that should be rostered do make sure that Deontay Foreman is owned he's picked up by the Titans and I think he's got the backup role to Henry at least with that 
more of a running back role. It seems like McNichols is more of the third down guy. I do think he is capable of taking on a lot of the work. So I would rather own McNichols and Foreman because if anything happened to Henry, I think it would be a lot more 50-50 and McNichols touches would be more valuable. So his 50% of just the raw opportunities is going to be better. So that's one situation you want to make sure you look at who's available and consider. I, I don't know how deep your league is, but he might be someone you want. Similarly, you may want to double check that the Lions running backs are are rostered, preferably AP, Adrian Peterson. I really don't like the idea of carry on Johnson, but this week, week, week 11, he has a concussion. It's very likely uh, Swift is not playing week 11, and that means opens the door. And if, hopefully not, but if the concussion continues on, carries over symptoms into next week, week 12, you'll want to own one of these Lions running backs. So just double check that. All right, now we're going to move on to wide receivers. If you're getting thin at receiver, you could look at the Raiders and just see who is available. I would bet that Nelson Aguilar is available and he's probably their best bet. But keep an eye on Brian Edwards if he does something more week 11. He got involved a little week 10. So just keep an eye on that. That would be great if you're streaming car and you can also play. Look, it's possible even Ruggs is out there, but I kind of doubt it. But go ahead and look. So the priority would be Ruggs and Aguilar and then Brian Edwards. But they're worth stashing and being ready to play them against the Falcons in week 12. I, look, I really hope you got Michael Pittman when I was saying. I'm just looking through my notes here, but man, he's one that should have been known. Uh, the Dolphins, they traded away Isaiah Ford and uh, Preston Williams got injured. And now it's like their receivers have all disappeared. But Jakeem Grant is one of these fast guys. Uh, he's been around. He's a talented player. I like him as a really deep play against the Jets, who, of course, gave up the seventh most wide receiver points the last five weeks. So there's one for you. And we'll get into tight ends next. Keep an eye on the Vikings in week 11 and see if Irv Smith is still out. I think he still will be week 11 and we'll see how, I mean, Rudolph, if you need a week 11 streamer, you could even go with Rudolph here. But Kyle Rudolph is going to get, look, this is, a, I'm going to go down a little little trail here. This is something that I want to do a little bit more research on and get a little more hard data in the offseason. But we're seeing a lot of times the first several weeks after one of the tight ends, particularly if it was supposed to be the leading tight end, when they go down, the next tight end up, um, as long as they're a player who was already playing some, they get a serious uptick. We've seen this happen with Schultz after Jarwin went down. Suddenly Schultz was doing everything and more than Blake Jarwin was. And it makes sense because before 
there were two of them. They were both playing, but Jarwin was not getting 100% of the work. When Jarwin's gone, Schultz is left with 100% of the work. Obviously, it's not always that clear cut, but it's just the idea that uh, these players need to be replaced and you can't just easily slide someone else in there, especially at the tight end role. This is a much more skill-based position. There's a lot more going on that they need to be comfortable with and know than, say, oh, I don't know, a running back, right, who you can just throw in, apparently, if you're the Seahawks. You can just pick up Bo Scarborough and throw him in there, pick up Alec Collins, throw him in there. doesn't matter, right? You can't do that with tight end. It really matters. Uh, for an example, tonight we saw Greg Olson go down, reporting possibly Achilles. If it is or anything close to it, his season is over. So now you can go out and get Will Disley or Jacob Hollister. Now, I kind of like Disley better. He's more experienced, more entrenched, I think, and more of a red zone touchdown threat. But Hollister is not bad either, particularly if Disley gets injured, as he often does. But it's just the idea that one of these guys is now getting a more concentrated portion of the tight end work. We've even seen it in in Philadelphia with the Eagles, and we wanted all that work when Ertz went out. We wanted all that work to go to Goddard when he came back. He wasn't ready. It went to Roger, Richard Rogers, good old Dick Rod, right? <laughs> uh, so juvenile. All right, so just keep an eye on this idea. Similarly, if Irv Smith is out, now Kyle Rudolph is the only guy. It's just that kind of thing. It's not uh, vacated targets. It's more like vacated opportunity and just roll. There has to be a tight end out there. And I think that's what we're seeing with Mark Andrews. Uh, now that Nick Boyle is hurt and all of a sudden now he's kicked it up. Because it's not just about the target share. It's about snap share. It's about opportunities of running routes instead of just blocking and just being on the field with snaps, like I said. So that's the thinking behind Kyle Rudolph, if Irv Smith is still out, and feel free to apply that reasoning to any situation for tight end. Go ahead and apply this thinking to tight ends as we go forward, particularly when we're at the part of the season when pickups can make a big difference, even though the options are so thin. When someone does pop up with opportunity, it's all the more important to have them. So be ready to grab a basically what's left at a tight end if a top tight end goes down. Uh, that This would be someone like Caden Smith we've seen with the Giants if Evan Engram gets hurt. It's just this kind of thing, all right? Defense. So you need a defense to start. Now, I already told you you should have the Washington footballs for week 11. And I think you could just hold on to them because they're playing the Cowboys in week 12. So that's great. You can just hold on to them and keep playing them. The The concern is, I did see somebody on uh, Twitter was pointing out, 
Actually, it was our good friend Frank Amarante who was on here on the podcast arguing with me uh, about about Austin and Eckler. I, I think I was right, but then Eckler got hurt, so I don't think anyone won. But the point being, he brought up how the Washington defense has been so good against the run throughout the season until the last several weeks, about last two or three weeks, they've been pretty bad. And so that's the only thing that concerns me. Keep an eye on that. Um, If they get kind of torn up again in week 10, I mean 11, maybe you don't want to go with them here in week 12. Maybe you want to go a different direction. Next one I'd look for if you're getting desperate is the Packers in week 12 playing the Bears. Just the Bears are pretty pretty bad, basically. Uh, especially if, I mean, by week 12, maybe Foles will be back. But anyway, just keep an eye on that. Packers are kind of borderline in that 30% owned range. And so there's a decent chance somebody owns them. But depending on your league, maybe they're out there. All right, guys, another short one for you. I do want to recap real quick because if you are looking for streamers for week 11 still, I want you to know who you can go with. You can go with Alex Smith absolutely at quarterback, LaMichael Pirine for the Jets playing the Chargers at wide receiver. Go ahead and go after that Las Vegas Raider wide receiver. I already mentioned them for week 12. Well, get the one you want this week because they're playing Kansas City Chiefs. I like rugs. Deep middle seems to do well against the Chiefs. But if you have to go with Aguilar, if rugs is already owned in your deeper league, that would be the pivot. I also like Marquez Callaway. Now, this whole situation is interesting because Callaway playing for the Saints and Breeze is out. Winston, we believe, is going to be at least the passing quarterback who's in. I don't know... I don't know what his rapport is like with Callaway. It's possible it's it's good. It's possible he's going to just hyper-focus Michael Thomas and forget anyone else exists. I don't know for sure what Jameis Winston is going to do, but he is somebody you should still have owned. So even if you're not streaming him, if you're even if you're not that brave, uh, you should have him owned. And then on the other side of that matchup, Atlanta, wide receiver Olamide Zacchaeus. And he's just kind of, he kind of clearly, he's not the wide receiver too necessarily. But when it comes to the value of the work he's getting, he's definitely the second most valuable wide receiver. Uh, if, if, I say second most, if Calvin Ridley's out. If he's in, that drops Sackius down to the third, but that's not bad in this offense. The problem is, well, actually, it's not so much a problem. The Saints have had a pretty good defense, but somehow they're giving up a lot of points to wide receivers, even still. So I do like Alameda Zacchaeus against the Saints. Uh, at tight end, I had Logan Thomas. Washington's playing Cincinnati. Great matchup. And then Schultz of Dallas playing Minnesota. If you need a defense, we mentioned the Washington footballs 
for this week and into next week, week 12. But you could also go with Miami if they're out there playing Denver. Okay, and I already said roster check. You need to make sure Tyler Higby, Michael P. Ryan, and Alan Lazard are owned. It's probably too late for that. That was something you were supposed to do last week. But I just wanted to bring it up because it was a roster check, and you should check. So that was week 11. Just a really quick recap for you in case you still needed somebody this week. But after that, round of week 12, getting ourselves set up for the playoffs, making sure we have streamers for that week 12, those those tough bye weeks for a few different teams, uh, Bucks and um, Panthers come to mind. Can't remember what the other ones are, but those are guys we're going to want to make sure we have for week 13. Here's the problem. I do week 13 the week before because it's next week tonight, which means that's right in the middle of Thanksgiving. No guarantees I'll have it out. But you've been listening to me. You've seen my process. If you don't hear from me, follow Twitter. Maybe I can get something out a little bit, just not a full podcast. Uh, The other thing is, I don't know, maybe I can get some kind of sponsorship or something, but there's there's this new kind of social media, I don't, I don't even like calling it that, but there's this new platform out there called Swell. It's just, eh, I'm not sure how I feel about the name, but Swell is like Twitter, but instead of tweets in text, it's Swell in audio. And so it's like up to five minutes, can record something just straight on your phone, post it, and then people can reply with audio recordings. And so it's more like, it's a little bit like a Voxer, but in a Twitter platform. So if you want to check out something new, Fusion Fantasy Football is on there. I'm like one of the first fantasy football guys on there. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. And Twitter kind of sucks these days. In many ways, not the FF community, but just Twitter as, you know, an entity. Yeah. So anyway, uh, go ahead and check that out. And as always, follow on Twitter for those updates. I'm still on there for now. So at Fusion FFB, pretty much that location, any location, anywhere, uh, I I missed out on the whole TikTok thing, so I got to find something else new, right? Because <laughs> I wasn't going to be doing the TikToks, so I might as well try this. All right, guys, thanks for listening. See you guys. Uh, well, I may or may not see you guys next week, but probably I'm going to be focusing, like, say, on the playoffs. But that might not come out until the following week. So if you don't hear from me for a couple of weeks, just keep following me and touching base with me on to those other platforms. You can always hit me up, hit up my DMs. Um, I cannot confirm whether I'm going to be doing any fleets. I, I do think that fleets are uniquely perfect for the fantasy football community because you can just like make predictions about a game exactly 24 hours before the game and then it disappears before the game. And... If you're wrong, there's no proof. It's just a throwaway prediction, which is really what half of us are doing all the time anyway. So that's perfect, right? All right, guys. 
Take care. Good luck in your matchups. And I'll see you next time.